Now, it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Dr. Lois Frankel, the president of Corporate Coaching International, a sought-after speaker who we get to hear as though we're just chatting over our morning coffee right now. I hope you're going to be inspired and feel the value of her latest book in audio format, Nice Girls Don't Speak Up or Stand Out. So let's meet Dr. Frankel and learn more. Dr. Lois Frankel, good morning. It is so wonderful to have you with us this morning. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's very exciting. You have such a a wealth of knowledge and experience and this desire to impart it and help us women to become stronger in our careers, in our roles, and certainly with your latest, your audiobook, which really makes a lot of sense when we hear the title that it is Nice Girls Don't Speak Up or Stand Out. So when we're talking about speaking, then it makes sense that it's an audiobook that we're going to be dealing with. Um, yes, it really is because when I talk about communication issues, I actually started writing the book and I realized this begs to be read. Not, this, this begs for me to read it in an audio book, not just for the written page. And so when I contacted my publisher and I said, you know what, this isn't translating in just simply writing, uh, they agreed and said, yeah, let's make this an audio book. So people can hear the nuances and the inflections and exactly what it sounds like to communicate in the way that I'm suggesting. Yes, it's just really, can we say common sense? Uh, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing that's also wonderful about it, of course, in a paper book or even on a a digital print, we can look back at it. But this way in an audio, to be able to at any time just click into where we need to hear it, it's really like having a coach. And I think I read saying that uh, it's having you on our shoulder, whispering in our ear in whatever situation we're in. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because that's exactly what people say to me um, after I've done a keynote. They come up and they say, I wish I had you on my shoulder so that you could whisper in my ear exactly how I should be saying this or that. Or And so that's partly what gave me the idea to even write the book. So we are the real fortunate uh receivers of this, the beneficiaries, if you will, of having this available to us, because sometimes we know what we want to say, but we're caught almost like a deer in headlights and and we're stuck. I think what we have here in what is like a coaching session, we focus where we need to, we have you making us aware of certain things and we get to practice so that we it becomes more comfortable, more second nature. Yeah, you know, it's um, in the book, I have a particular model that I really like, and it's called unconscious competence. And what the model suggests is that when we start off learning anything new, we are unconsciously incompetent, right? I can't know what I don't know. And then as I I start reading about it, I go, oh, now I'm consciously incompetent. Now (laughs) I know what I'm doing wrong. And then as we start practicing, we get to this place of conscious competence, which is, oh, I know what I need to do, but I always have to think about it. And then eventually, as you said, with practice, you get to unconscious competence, which is you just start doing it unconsciously and it flows for you. So 
you know, anything new that we learn, we go through that process. And I think it bears saying that it it needs this process. I know in my naive younger years, I thought I I should just know it. I should just already be able to do it. I think as we mature and maybe we need to teach the younger generation is do the practice, realize what we really don't know and how to go about learning it and being really proficient in it. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I, I think as we get older, we do come to realize what we don't know. You know, and, and it's an interesting thing because um, with with all of my Nice Girls books, people have said, oh, you know, this is really for, you know, 18 to, you know, whatever, you know, 60-year-olds. And I say the problem with 18 to about 22, 25, they're not really the audience because they don't know what they don't know. Uh, they don't pick up the book. I mean, it would be helpful if they did, and, and those who do certainly get something out of it. But what I really find is it's it's a, those that are a little bit mature, more mature get the most out of it. Exactly. And even beyond, because I think there's no limit on how active and involved and how needed we are in this world. So to become more articulate, being able to really think on our feet in this way, practice to be that, uh, the world is going to be a great beneficiary for it. Yeah, you know, um, and you're right, even beyond. Uh, there's a there's a, a keynote that I do, um, and, it's ha- and I call it How to Go from Invisible to Invincible. And I do it with people who are 65 and older. And it's p- particularly women, 65 and older, because women, as they get older, seem to get more invisible, or at least they feel invisible many times. And so much of what I talk about, nice girls don't speak up or stand out, I share in that keynote to this population so that they can take control back of their lives and not feel as if they have to give it away to other people. That is powerful, and what a wonderful thing to be aware of. It just underscores, uh, in addition to this great audio book, Nice Girls Don't Speak Up or Stand Out, is your website where these keynotes are available that we can go back and look there and find the thing that might be of key interest to us at a given time. Um, yes. Now, the, the entire keynote is not on the website, I should say. What's on the website are descriptions of the keynotes. But there are also uh, coaching tips on the website for how to do these. I've got, oh, there must be about 30 or 35 uh, little snippets, about two to three minutes of what would it sound like to communicate using the desk script? What would it sound like um, to push back on mansplaining? Things like that. And those, yes, those are on the website, drloisfrankel.com. But in the audiobook, then, this is where we get what is, it feels like being right with you because we have your voice right there and we can put ourselves into a quiet room. We put ourselves wherever it's going to be most beneficial and have you right there encouraging us and giving us those details that we can just keep practicing. Yes, absolutely. Um, you can put it in your car. You can put it when you're running. You can listen. And from the people who have listened to it thus far and given me feedback, they said that, you know, it's just chock-filled with 
suggestions that they can put to immediate use. And for me, that's really what's most important is that, um, you know, I think you need a little bit of theory in there, kind of like, you know, what's the model on this? But then I, what I try to do is I immediately put it into practice so that people understand what do I do with it? Not just kind of have it in my head, but how's it sound? What do I do with it? Right. And the advantage then of having uh, another advantage of the audiobook is having it with us because invariably we're probably going to have it on our phone as I have. And, and thus we have it with us all the time. We can just refer back to it or we find ourselves with a little time on our hands. We're driving or we're commuting in some way. It's so easy to use. Yeah, that's what I feel about audiobooks is that they're really transportable. Now, yes, a, a print book is transportable certainly, you know, either in a in a, a print form or in a Kindle. But this is transportable everywhere. You know, I know sometimes before I fall asleep, I'll just put in my uh earbuds and I'll just listen to a chapter of a book that I've been enjoying. And so so uh, that's the beauty of audiobooks. They, they they go everywhere with you all the time. Exactly. And the, they're obviously very popular. The The publishers say that they uh, are high numbers in terms of what goes on with uh, books in general. Oh, yeah. The number of audiobooks being sold soon will um, uh, surpass the number of print books being sold. Uh, it's been increasing exponentially from year to year. Right. And the thing with it is, too, of course, this goes to digital print as well, but my niece of a younger generation thus, you know, doesn't want to have all this stuff, all this, uh, yeah, just stuff in her house. So digital is just the perfect way to go. Now, there's a downside to it for me, but uh, but the portability of it and fitting our active lifestyle really makes so much sense. Oh, it does. You know, it just really does. Whether you're in the gym or, as I said, you know, sometimes when I'm walking the dog, you know, sometimes it gets a little boring walking the dog every day, every morning. Um, just being able to listen to something while I'm walking the dog is helpful, too. Exactly. So going into the pages, into the sound of the this newest book, Nice Girls Don't Speak Up or Stand Out, you were mentioning... Uh, desk and how you go into detail about how to approach it. So there are these techniques. Uh, do you want to maybe address that just uh, in part so our listeners have a sense of what is being addressed? Yes. The first part of the book um, is really what I call the toolkit basics. And in everyone's toolkit, you need to have certain basic skills that will apply to different situations. And so these include things, as I mentioned, the DESC script. And DESC stands for D-E-S-C. Okay, D stands for describe why I want to have a conversation with you. E is explain my viewpoint and elicit yours. S stands for specify what I'd like. And C is create consequences. Now, that sounds very complex, but it really helps you to put together a communication that's cogent and confident. So, so let me put that together and so, so listeners can, can hear how it sounds. Um, it, now, this is not a real scenario, but I'm going to use it as one. I might say something like, Kate, 
I need to talk to you about something that happened in the meeting yesterday, and it's happened in other meetings too. Uh, what I've noticed is that when I speak, you start to fiddle around with your phone or your tablet or some other electronic device you have in front of you. And it makes me feel as if what I have to say isn't really important. And I'm wondering if you've noticed that. Then I stop and I elicit from you. What's your viewpoint on this? And it doesn't really matter what, you, what the other person says, because they may say, you might say, you know, I think you're being too thin-skinned, Lois. Or you may say, oh, I never realized that. Regardless of what the other person says, you're not going to get into a fight over it. You're going to move into specified consequences. So let's just say you say, oh, you're being too thin-skinned, Lois. I can move into consequences using a phrase that's called be that as it may. And so you know, I say, be that as it may, Kate, uh, it does make me feel as if uh, what I'm saying isn't important. And what would be really helpful is if when I speak, you comment on it or you ask questions because we have a complementarity of skills. And I think if we could get all of those skills out there on the table, it would really benefit the company. And I can stop right there. You can hear I used all of the letters. Um, I, I did it with confidence. I didn't put you down at all. It was really about what I needed. And even if you think that I'm being too um, thin-skinned, I'll bet it's going to change your behavior. And that, of course, has been your experience as you've used this and shared it. It does help to change and make relationships stronger. It does. And, and again, sometimes people get defensive when you give them feedback, but it doesn't mean that their behavior doesn't change. Now, I should say that you don't have, I don't have control over someone else's behavior. If you choose to continue fiddling with your electronic devices when I speak, I don't have control over that. I only have control over what I do. And so this is your best chance to get what you feel you need. And it also gives you more confidence that, hey, at least I spoke up for myself. This isn't about me. This is about this other person, you know, being rude or, or thoughtless or whatever. Exactly. And aside here, because talking about that as the example, but it brings up the point how in meetings or even in our personal life, people will be constantly or quite regularly checking that digital device, checking their phone. Isn't there an element of rudeness associated with that? Well, I think there is when there's other people around, you know, and we have become so addicted to these devices, devices and I mean truly addicted. Um, people have withdrawal pains when, when they can't uh, look at or have their device present. Um, and, and I think it has done something to us socially, you know, in, in our culture, socially. I mean, when I see families at dinner, you know, if I'm out to dinner and I see families around a table and everybody's looking at something, right? And yes. it starts even when, when they're little 
babies because what we do now is we give young toddlers um, to keep them quiet. We give them like a iPad or something to watch a movie or to play with. Or so it starts really at a young age, and that's just it is kind of a personal peeve of mine. Um, I don't like to see that happening because I really feel as if what's happening is the the art of conversation and the art of listening to each other um, is getting lost in translation. Yes, that is a huge component of it. And further, you know, there's research now, thankfully being done, on the devastating effects of exposing very young children to these screens and giving them that as a way to, as a, as a kind of pacifier. It certainly is not building a good foundation. No, not at all. No. Not at all. Children need more um human interaction, not electronic. <laughs> right. So back on track with us and using this technique and using all the techniques really in the book, they are so fundamental to the success of what we want in our career, but it can't help but spill into our personal lives as well. So that's the really great component here. Yeah. I mean, all of the techniques excuse me, all of the techniques can be used personally as well as professionally. Um, it just If we just take that desk script for a second, and then I'll give another example. Um, you know, imagine you had to have a difficult conversation with a loved one. It could be a spouse or partner. It could be a good friend. It could be a parent. You can use that exact same model to have a difficult conversation. Um, and so, uh, yes, it works everywhere. Uh, another model that I use or introduce in the book is called headline communication. One of the things that gets in a woman's way is that she uses far too many words. And the more words you use, you dilute your message. Now, guys tend to use fewer words than women. So as we continue talking, they tune out. Eventually, they don't, eat, they don't hear your message or they lose... Um, some they lose some respect for uh, your ability to communicate with impact, and maybe he- in a workplace situation, maybe hesitant um, to put you in front of an important client, for example, because well, wait, she doesn't know when to shut up. You know, I can't put her in front of that client. So, an example um, of a headline communication would be when you need to give an important message or answer an important question and doing it concisely. And the headline suggests that you always start with a headline. You start with what's the most important thing I want someone to know, not the least important, the most important. Provide two or three pieces of supporting data and then use a tagline to tie it up. Let me show you how it works. Uh, Kate, I'd like to propose that, that we change our marketing plan within the next two quarters of this year. I propose that for two reasons, uh, three reasons. Number one, we haven't changed our marketing plan in over five years, so it's antiquated. Number two, there have been significant changes in the market uh, since we did our last plan, and we are not addressing those. And number three, our competitors have much more um, uh, up-to-date contemporary marketing plans, and they've been getting some of the clients that we've been losing. Now, Kate, you can hear I feel strongly about that. Uh, do you see any reason why we shouldn't move forward? You can hear.
hear how confident that is without being arrogant. Right. Yes. And then, so here we underscore once again how invaluable this is as a tool to have the audiobook because there are these kinds of scenarios. We can listen to it and adapt it to whatever it is that we're needing to do. We can hear it and work on it. Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, that, um, that headline communication model would also work with a, with a loved one. You know, if you find that your spouse or partner is often saying, saying to you, can you just get to the point? You know, what's the point here? You start using this and you're going to find your communications are so crisp and clear that, um, it, it, that the outcomes are also more of what you want. Right. And so it's like, would you get to the point if we start out by saying, well, there are two things I want to say, or there are five things I need to address here, you know, and go through it. Then there's that awareness and not, again, kind of just looking into space or checking their phone or however they uh, uh, react to it. Uh, Yeah, the beauty of using the numbers, you know, I say this for two reasons or I say it for five reasons, is that that makes people mentally track where are you going. Otherwise, they don't know where you're going and how long it's going to take. It also allows you to stop when you've gotten to your last point. So you're, so you don't, so you're not inclined to just keep adding things. Exactly. So I hope that we've established uh, by now how great this book is, this audio book, Nice Girls Don't Speak Up or Stand Out. I feel that uh, there's a benefit in getting, purchasing the book through your website, correct? Uh, yes, there is. If your listeners will go to my website, drloisfrankel.com, and order the book, and then in the website there's a way to contact me, just let me know you ordered the book. I'll send you a free companion workbook. You know, one of the downsides of a an audio book sometimes is that you don't have anything to look at. And there are people who prefer to look and to see rather than always listen. And so the companion workbook takes you through a couple of exercises and shows you the models so that it becomes even clearer what you need to do. And again, if they just go to the website, drloisfrankel.com, order the book, and then let me know that they ordered it, I'd be happy to send them a free companion workbook. What a a great bonus. What a great deal. Because it really also then addresses our learning styles. Certainly, listening, as we've established, I feel, is a great way to deal with this because we're talking about verbal communication. So it really makes a lot of sense. But if that isn't your preferred learning style, having the workbook is really going to then make it more uh, concrete for us. Yes, absolutely. And and in the workbook, there's a summary of each of the chapters. So, so again, for those of you who are visual learners, you can see, oh, here was the tip, here's what was suggested, and there'll be a memory jogger for you, too. Just so great. So this is a great way, uh, well, a couple of things. The year is still young to really make this our foray into making it the greatest year. And here, uh, with March and Women's History Month, I think it helps to make it even that much more uh, established within ourselves and, and give us a kind of this great impetus. 
Yes, absolutely. New year, new you, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, perhaps we've read the other books, or even if we haven't, this is a great place to just jump in because of the communication factor and then pick up the other books, which are also available at your website. Yes, all of my books are available on the website, absolutely. So... Here is a, a great way to learn important things to learn because uh, somehow, even though we feel that we've been uh, progressing over the last number of decades, women still are lagging behind, still aren't making, uh, if we're going to judge it by wages, which are important, women still, even for all we've accomplished, aren't at the same level that men are in, in terms of wages. No, I think the latest data, and I, I'm not sure this is absolutely correct, but the latest data shows that it would be at least 2050 before women reach parity with men. And, you know, I, I've been around long enough to have heard all of the excuses that are used for why we're not at parity, from, oh, we need to have women in the workforce longer, we need to have them have more experience, we need, you know, they were saying that, 30 and 40 years ago, and they're still saying it. And so, um, you know, I, I write books and I, uh, you know, I lecture and I do keynotes for the purpose of having women understand how do you take charge of your life, your finances, that, that if you're not being paid enough, then you need to go in and ask for more. And if you're not given more, you need to find a place that will pay you what you're worth. And so um, that's really what I want to do in my books. As you said at the top of this interview, I want to be that person on your shoulder that's whispering in your ear and encouraging you to get all the things that you've earned and that you deserve. And in in terms of that kind of communication, which really can maybe put, what instill the fear of God in us, here, if we practice this communication, be very direct, be confident, we can go in and ask for what it is that we need and be very clear about it. Yes, and not feel badly about it. Oh. And let me just give a, a small example here. Um, there's a wonderful technique that I talk about in the book that's called contrasting, what I do want and what I don't want. And it's designed to minimize um, any potential uh, blowback of you being um, too, a little too aggressive. Listen to how this sounds. Um, if I said to you, uh, Kate, I don't want you to think that I'm not grateful for all the things you've done for me, because I surely am. At the same time, when I take a look at my salary compared to what this job pays in the market, I'm about 20% under market. And I'd like to talk about what it would take to get me up to parity with market. Now, that's not aggressive. No. That's showing respect for what you have done for me, but it's also showing respect for me and what I deserve. Right. Yes. And there is an important element there. If we just kind of figure, okay, I'll just go along with it because this is okay, has been good and, and you know, the company's been good to me. Um, we are devaluing ourselves, and, and that's not right either. Definitely No, not. it's not, because you ultimately wind up feeling um, either abused or taken advantage of, and that's not a good way to feel, because that leaks out into other aspects of your life. Exactly. 
So we can see how there is so much value, so many um, important tips here that will help us to become the strong, capable, articulate woman that we want to be in our life, carried into our workplace, into our personal life, that we are able to do by listening and uh, this way, I, I love the idea of being able to go back and pick up on the thing I didn't quite get, use your model to practice it and make it our own in our own language. Uh, there is such great value in this audiobook. Nice girls don't speak up or stand out. Thank you so much for saying that. And I feel like there is. And even though there are about 100 tips for what you could do to speak with courage and confidence, if you just did two or three of them, you would start noticing things changing around you. Because when we change one thing, 10 other things change. And so it's not about having to change 10, 20, 30 things. Usually it's just about two or three. And uh, you'll notice a significant difference in getting the things that you most want in life. And that brings to mind a visual, uh, you know, actually an archery situation. You change just the direction minutely. And as you go down the road, it makes a huge difference in where that arrow lands. So the same thing if we change one or two things, as you said, Lois. Absolutely. Right. Well, this has been so exciting, so informative, and you have given us such a gift with this latest audiobook, Nice Girls Don't Speak Up or Stand Out. And Dr. Lois Frankel, I greatly appreciate who you are, what you do, and that you've spent this time with us this morning. Well, thank you so much. And likewise, I appreciate what you do to empower women. And the fact that this is happening in March during Women's History Month is just that extra level of empowerment that each of us can tap into. And with that, we are at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Dr. Lois Frankel and Sunday Morning Magazine with David Downing from Youth Eastside Services. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast. It's on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab then Sunday mornings, and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of realizing your power, that we can create change in our life and in the lives of others. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.